right now at Kohl's. Take an extra 25% off top active brands, including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family, $48.75 and under. And save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive up. And get even more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. 25% off Under Armour ends August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Shiny. Let's be bad guys. You were listening to League Podcast, episode 413, The League versus Serenity. And I am a leaf on the wind. Matters. Uh, shiny, let's be bad guys. I'm John Hunt. Take me to the promised land. Clay Inferno here. Very good. Thanks if you listen to our Godzilla podcast. Now we're moving on to another topic. That's that's how we do things these days. <laughs> but yep. yeah, so we're going to talk about the. We have to say 2005 Serenity now because apparently last year there was a movie called uh, Serenity. Yeah. Nobody yeah, heard I, of. Yeah, I did. I, I was looking up Serenity stuff that came up. Well, I don't know, but now so you know that's how movies work. I guess you just you just just call it whatever and just put the year behind it. So we're going to talk about Serenity, 2005. It's like uh, Avengers, speaking of Joss Whedon, it's like a, Avengers, but then there's like the Key and Peele, like Avengers from the 60s. You know, right. like the spy yes. show. It's like Marvel, because yes. it was Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's The Avengers. That's right. They had to call it Marvel's The Avengers, indeed. Um, but this one was the sort of... Uh, almost sequel, I guess, companion piece, whatever, spinoff. Brought uh, back by fan demand, much like a, a, a Star Trek. On some kind of Star Trek. Anyway, it's <laughs> the companion piece to the series Firefly, which was a short-lived Fox series in 2003. I think and, it premiered in 2002. Well, it thanks. ended in 2003. Ended in 2003 after not even airing all the episodes that they had filmed. And I think they had, what, did 10 episodes air or something like that? And, all of the DVDs have, sure, and good. on Hulu has the 14 episodes, though. And it depends on yeah, whether they right. break up Serenity, which is the actually the name of the pilot episode, which is a two-hour-long thing that's also called Serenity. <laughs> uh, but right. they, they aired them. The big thing about this um, is that they aired them out of order because of Fox's kind of regulations. Like, you know, they, they kind of listen to the studio too much and that Joss Whedon didn't really have a, a lot of control over it. So they had to write the train job and put that out, uh, much like Star Trek, too. They had they had a pilot and then they had to, like, do a new pilot, basically. So uh, that's the that's the deal. Lots of fuck well, fucking around with it. Well, apparently, the, I mean, the ratings were were not good. So, I mean, I'm not saying like they had an average of like four million viewers. Yeah, 
And they put them in like a Friday night. Because they didn't have all the streaming and all the channels. I think 4 million viewers is probably fine these days, the way TV ratings work. And they put them in like a weird spot where a lot of stuff was getting canceled, like a Friday night spot. Because like people that are into, you know, this kind of thing, like they're going out on Friday nights back in the day. Yeah, you know. Just pick what you wanted to watch and whatever. Yeah. Um, But I think the sales of the DVDs. Them. And I think Joss Whedon kind of had it in mind that like, oh, well, if the DVD does well, they'll let us do a movie. It was all kind of, it seemed like it was kind of part of the plan a little bit. Well, his real to, plan was to have seven seasons of this thing and to have it take off, you know? Right. Well, of course, that was always the plan. But I think once it was getting fucked with and went, especially when it got canceled. They pretty much I knew they were doomed when it started to air. And they were like, oh boy. And they didn't really market it that great. And then they, they did a lot of dicking around with the order of things. So people didn't, they couldn't, like you're always talking about connecting the, with the characters. Like, what? why do you care about them? Character. Well, you would care about them if you saw the origin story in the two-hour movie at the beginning. But they didn't get that till like the fourth or fifth airing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have to remember, I didn't watch any of the show. It was kind of funny. John Hunt himself saw that the movie. Was, yeah, hello. <laughs> saw <laughs> the movie was playing in a special screening. Uh, it was like one of those a theater near here in North Dakota. They do like a summer blockbusters thing, like after the summer, and um, that was, this was one of the movies they showed. And John said, uh, "Do you want to go see this?" And I said, "I've never seen the show." And he's like, "It's okay. You'll you'll figure it out." Yeah, you're like figure it out. John was like, "Take my hand." Thurston. Yeah. Take you to the promised land. Well, you know, it was it was cool. Uh, it was it was it was neat actually because like you know, John didn't live in the city and I did, and it was convenient for me. And he had to come all the way in, and it was kind of like a yeah, we had a good time. But I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, and yeah. I would like to uh, uh, briefly address part of the reasons we're even doing this is uh, because this was like Goonies, something I just never saw. And, like, I knew Josh was a big fan of it. And, uh, you know, I know that basically everybody, all of my friends have seen this and thought it was great. And I always saw the things with the cons and I knew the actors and actresses in it. And I was like, I've never seen this. So Stacy and I, Stacy had seen it. And she said she went to the theater to see it with her friends. Um, but, like, basically I'd never seen it. So I just finished watching Fire, Firefly all the way through. And kind of like being a little bit like, oh, I have to take my medicine. I have to watch this. By the end, I was super into it. There was a couple episodes that was like, they it didn't feel like filler, but they weren't as exciting at, to me. But there was like really like some good action in the series. And, and I did start to, I became a huge fan after this. I see why everybody says, like, I see why you have to watch this. It's a really good of a piece. Serenity and Firefly is is a is a great sci-fi show and it has a lot of things that I love about sci-fi. Yeah, it is uh I mean it's big in the fandom, I guess as you could call it in sort yeah. of the nerd community. You're, there's always in fact they are called brown coats. I guess yeah. if you didn't if you're a fan of Firefly and Serenity, you are a brown coat. I mean the movie itself does a great job for someone like me who had never watched it. Literally that four minute and twenty-eight second shot which is like 
the third scene of the movie. The continuous shot. Yeah, one long shot. About and they, but they pretty much tell you everything you need right there, and they introduce all the major characters. Yeah, the, one uh, by the, one. The teacher kind of is like teaching a class, right? No, uh, after no, that, this is on the ship. On, on yeah. Serenity. On the ship, right? But you're you're right though. He's that talking, is another like, part because that, that like because if you've never seen anything that you don't know anything, you don't you don't know about, and you kind of think. I, I almost like forget that I wasn't watching like a Star Wars thing or a Star Trek thing when I was watching this. I was like, oh, this is like really a lot of the same stuff I like about other things. <laughs> Hopping planets, you know, male is basically oh, yeah, we can, Han Solo. That's really know? what it's about. Yeah. I guess we like Joss Whedon, the idea that the Alliance isn't isn't really the Empire as the way he, he described it in interviews and stuff. It's not like the Empire from Star Wars. It's kind of like just like this. They just want everyone to do, like, they just want every, they want to govern everyone. And they're and so a commerce they thing, too. They're stuff. almost like Google or Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, they are like yeah, a corporation. You know? They're like a big evil corporation on top of all that other stuff. Right. But, I mean, in their mind, they're not like, ha, 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 we are going to control the universe. They're just, they're more just like, I don't know, a government. Yeah, of we're going to control the universe. No, they are. But, I mean, they, they don't, don't, they they're just not don't with like an iron fist, you know, they're just kind of like, everyone should just do the right thing. Like do it our way, please do it our way. And it's, um, you know, the Alliance is, you know, like we know what the Federation is and, you know, the Federation of planets, but this is the, this is the Anglo Sino Alliance, which is, um, China and us have merged because they're the world superpowers and they're the ones controlling everything. Right. And that's why everybody sort of, Swears in Chinese all over. That was the show. cool. That was a nice little bit of color in, in there, and they could get away with some stuff, just like. But it seems like pretty natural, like almost like, you know, in Star Trek they have people like here learn Klingon, but in this it's like no, that like there's it's just like when you're talking to somebody that speaks Spanish and then they like swear at you in Spanish and stuff, you know, it's like it just fits right in. And I liked how we did that. That was like a cool storytelling device they used through the whole thing i mean it, yeah it's kind of i mean there are certain things that they they did different than other sci-fi things it's it's pretty cool no lasers they had like real right. guns all... La- lasers exist but you'd only have one of those if you're in the alliance or you were like or something have like a blaster p- pistol yeah it's it's well it's like a it's like a sci-fi western which is what's what he wanted to do but it's also sort of based on civil war type politics and this is like this is the story of the people who lost the war basically these this is this is malcolm reynolds uh you know who was on the losing side of of the war and this is what he does with his life now after that so it's yeah. very much like an american civil war thing if i had josh whedon had read a like a, a book about civil war that and you know yeah that was the inspiration but anyways so like I said, if you haven't watched the show at all, uh, he does a pretty good job. There's a little, it's a lot of exposition, but you pretty much get it all out of the way in the first few minutes. And then you're off. And yeah, running, I, basically. I, I watched the show before this, obviously, but if I had just watched Serenity, I feel like I would have been like, this is just a fun sci-fi movie. Like, I get everything that's going on. Yeah, it's pretty... It's not Josh. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even sure that I had finished watching the series when the movie 
came out. It it, it was real close because I, I was watching it on on Divids at the time. You're in the so mail. Probably, I may have not right? finished DVD in the mail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. DVD in the mail. Maybe. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the characters are 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 rich enough, and and the story is you know it's pretty good. When you get the idea that these are sort of the anti-heroes and all that stuff, but, um, and there's yeah, what, like nine cast, nine people on the ship or seven people on the ship. But he, it's, well, he keeps saying yeah, like, two of them are, yeah, but he keeps saying like, this is each one of those people looking out into the vastness of space and it's what they see. So like, you get a chance to tell everybody's story. Well, it is interesting too, because other, like there's, Malcolm Reynolds, Zoe, who like he fought in the war with Jane, who is like sort of like the big tough guy, but he's also kind of a jerk. But they're like the the heavies. But like mo- the rest of the crew, they don't really fight, you know. Like it's yeah. so it's kind of uh, it's a it's a funny dynamic. It's not like you have seven people who just who can just go and shoot everybody, you know. It's it's uh, yeah. Then, well, characters. they have a bones. They have a doctor. You yes. know. And yeah. he's trying to take care of his sick sister, who's obviously a badass later on, but shouldn't really start off that way. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then, yeah, they, but everybody has their role to play. So, you know, and ours kind of like uh, can be diplomatic. And then Kaylee's, you know, she's the Scotty. She's going to make the ship run. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, they do a good job with all I, that. I, I, wanna, I would like sorry. to point out that Durson and I shared an elevator with with her, with Jewel State. Is that her name? Right. It is State. I, somebody was talking yeah. to about, I was like, is it like a weird Irish thing where you said to say, Solange or something like <laughs> But it's just State. I heard somebody say it. It's just Jewel State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we shared we an elevator with her yeah. once. And, uh, and she's very, very lovely. She is. Yes, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Um, I wanna. Um, I won something by answering a question or asking a question at Boston Comic Con. I won something from Alan Tudyk, and it was like um, but it was like an old Comic Con pass from like, you know, Garden State Con in two thousand and eight. He's like, here, here you go. You can have this. <laughs> like it's probably just like. He probably just grabs a bunch of stuff out of his like suitcase that, that he takes to the convention with him, and it's like, yeah, "We'll give these out of my panel." So that was that was funny. All right, Alan Tudyk is probably the one like the most successful actor from this movie. He's gone on to like, oh, yeah, Alan, yeah, yeah. Nathan Fillion had his own TV show for eight seasons, and That's he has true. one now too. He has a new show called The Rookie, which I haven't seen yet, but I learned that watching the uh, Comic Con at home. That's, uh, that's yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's uh, only in its second season, I I think. I mean, I I, I can't vouch for the show at all, but I I mean, he's he's good, man. Uh, now I'm a fan of his. Like, I, I it only took me what, 18 years or something to get around this Firefly <laughs> and stuff, but you know, shiny. Yeah, and um, yeah. Marina Baccarin, who I never could pronounce oh. her name either. I actually Googled it today. She, you know, she's been a lot of stuff too. Obviously, Deadpool and. Uh, I, I when I know her from Gotham, the, the remake of V. That's right. She was in the V remake, Homeland Gotham. She's been in a lot of stuff. Um, so they've all done really well. But I mean, I don't she's know. a big I character see- in Gotham. I remember um, 
Adam Baldwin when he was in the movie My Bodyguard from like the late seventies. <laughs> oh wow! Well, he's, yeah. I'm wearing my um, Kubrick shirt. He's in Full Metal Jacket. Adam uh, Baldwin is in Full Metal. Well, that came I, I, out. I remember he was in like wasn't he like in the TV remake of the Poseidon Adventure? Oh my god! I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't like the. I mean, just as like as I said, I was like, I say this tongue in cheek, but like taking my medicine when I was watching the show, I did have my critiques of the show, and I'll just get them out of the way because we're really talking about the movie. But like, I was like, oh, this 2000 CG is like not that good. I mean, it's good, but it's it's not that good. 2002 crappy TV show. Yeah, but I mean, I but I I suffer through that gladly for stuff like Babylon Five, which is worse. And I was yeah, like, oh, I fucking worse. hate this guy's fucking goatee. I want to punch him in the face. And Stacy hated yeah, the song. Like Stacy hated the song, and I hated the 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 Firefly logo that catches on fire and it looks like papyrus or something. I was like, oh, I hate yeah. that. I so, think they still use the papyrus font in the movie for Serenity. I but it was that the was other cool way for some reason. Serenity I, had papyrus and. Firefly had a different one, but I could be. Wrong. I do like the serenity that uh, Anara is, you know, is a painting on the ship. And stuff. I do like that way that looks. I like the look of the show overall. It's just visually, it's a very cool show. But those oh, are my like gripes. They, they had like some, to. you know, I'm sure they had some budgetary concerns, especially for a show that nobody was watching. And uh, you know, they made the movie for about. 39 million, which is really cheap for a sci fi movie. And you gotta yeah, and figure. Then it made about that, that back. Yeah. It did the not theater. make a lot of money. I think it only uh, yeah, made, made, 30, like, made 39 and made it was made for 39 and it made 40.4. Yeah. It's, it was not the- a, a box office success. But I mean, there are movies that are made for a lot more than that that don't look as good. Yeah, they don't even get. Yeah. Right. This, I mean, this movie looks really great. Like, especially in comparison to the TV show. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, this, this is like happened in 2006, basically. And uh, I did read that, um, that the ship was built on two connected sound, sound stages. And I don't know if that was the same case for the, um, for the TV show, but, uh, I think on the, I thought on the TV show that it was a similar setup. Uh, it, it, I mean, maybe they just brought it back. And then um, I guess Joss Whedon had something to do with, he wrote something for Alien Resurrection, and they ended up building the the Serenity set on the same place where they shot some of Alien Resurrection, too, which is kind of cool. Huh. Oh, me and Durston saw that crappy movie, too. Yeah. Of course it wouldn't a ride in it, right? Yeah. Um, there was... are actually a lot of, we should point out uh, some of the, we, not just the cast, there are a lot of People who made the movie, I mean, the um, Ben Edlin, the creator of The Tick, worked on this movie. Uh, yeah. uh, obviously, other than Josh Whedon, who was <laughs> the, the creator, director, writer. I can't remember that woman's name now, and I can't even find it on the stupid IMDb. But um, she, Jan Efronson or something like that. But she's written a lot of uh, TV shows, a lot of TV shows that we would recognize, probably. She was just on Judge John Hodgman uh, a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, there's there's some great people that have gone on to great things. Uh, um, so there's quite a legacy here in this movie. Just go to IMDb and look it up. And not be able to find it. 
Yeah, just like <laughs> and say it's something or other, or this or that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> some famous people working at some point. Then they did stuff. It's just the show, too. Maybe not even the movie so much, but also the show. But um, I, I, think, I would like to I would like to say something about the release, uh, real quick. Because the movie came out in September in theaters, and it was released on home video in early December. Because I was at the time working in retail, and I was like, "Wow, that is a really fast turnaround." For, yeah, that didn't um, used to happen. Just a couple months. I, what? That didn't used to happen that quick. No, no, yeah, but like that's now. It's now it's like a, a movie is out on home now. video or digital, whatever. Now, <laughs> like within sixty days of it being in the theater, or whatever. But or I just, remember yeah, being in bed and uh, a, a, like right around Christmas, and there was someone talking to just a random person at uh, in the DVD section. And they were just going on and on about Firefly and Serenity because they were buying a bunch of copies of it. And they were going to give them all to their friends that didn't watch it. And I was like, I'd hate to have a friend like that <laughs> forcing their crap on me. <laughs> I, I kind of see why, no, though. It's so I it's get it. So but look, like, let it happen organically. Don't this, don't Because if you were like, here, uh, do this, I would have been like, no. Well, I mean, yeah. I really trust you on on what you like, and if we, if if you would give me the DVD, that would be different. But like, do you yeah, want to go and fine. see this movie? Go see well, a that's... movie. That's different. Yes, but if I'm right. like, here you go, enjoy en- enjoy this Marky Mark Planet of the Apes movie. It's great. I love it. You're gonna you <laughs> love like, it. Here, take it. Oh, get the hell out of here. No, but that that's the thing I want. Yeah, we should touch upon because the fandom for this is really devout. Like they literally did bring this. They were protesting the show being canceled. Before it was even canceled. Yeah, like, they, they, because everybody knew it was going to be. It was kind of like in a really death, the death spot there on, on uh, the Friday nights. And they knew it was good. They knew it was Fox. They just had a bad well, feeling. What they were, tr- they were trying to do, Fox executives were trying to find the next X-Files because that also right. aired on Fridays. And that was one of the few Friday successes they had. Yeah. Personally, I had watched The uh, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. with Bruce Campbell, which right. aired before... Yeah, that uh, was the lead. X Files. Yeah. X Files on after that. And they just yeah. thought, well, we'll put this show. Maybe people will watch it. We'll just yeah. throw this on here. And X Files became more popular in Bruce Campbell. And it didn't last too long. Uh, oh, because the, the Fox <laughs> executive was like, if Bruce Campbell doesn't cover a major TV star with this show, I'll eat my hat. And I guess yeah. that guy enjoyed eating a hat. Yeah, enjoy your hat. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But they were trying to find that audience again and find that like but like you said, it has to happen organically. And yeah. but it did. And yeah. this is one of those things where the fans did bring it sort of like Star Trek. The fans did because they went out and bought all the DVDs and everything like that, they did make it because Universal ended up buying the film rights from Fox and said we can do this. And um and, and there that's you go. Also it was a lot of the ideas. It didn't stay within the same studio. I mean, that's yeah. kind of pretty I mean, that's neat. Good well, for, you know, Joss Whedon sure isn't an, an upstart these days, but you know, like still back then, I mean, he hadn't directed a movie. No, you but know. he was shopping it around. I think you know that's what you, you shop it around to the other sorry, different studios. It, it's a pretty small town that Hollywood. You so know, I think, used to work yeah. at used to work yes. at Universal. Yeah, you used no, to deliver stuff to that lady, the Columbia lady. That's right, the lady with the torch. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, like. According to Joss Whedon, 
there was an idea that like Universal would back it if the DVD sales were good, and that's exactly what happened. He had already sort of pitched pitched it because this a lot of this was was supposed to be the second season of the show. A lot of the ideas in the movie, right? And, and uh, he kind of had to wrap everything up. I mean, yeah, you know, he could have waited to season three or four to to get to where they went in Serenity. Um, you know, because they did have the, you know, the, 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 the main, the main villain in the movie isn't the same guy, but he was like kind of a, a follow-up to something that happens in the show where they sent the other assassin guy onto the ship. Oh yeah. The, uh, that guy is actually, pretty <laughs> that guy was bad at I like, I'm a bounty hunter. I love that. I love that. Line. <laughs> So you're just a bounty hunter. No, that's not it at all. I'm a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a more serious version of that guy, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I wonder, like, if the show hadn't gotten canceled, would it have been as popular? You know, and I think it's it's popular because it was canceled, because it was the underdog kind of thing. And, and if they had made six seasons or whatever, would we even be talking about it now? It would just be I, another show. After seeing it, no, hearing all the hype, and after seeing it, I, I do kind of, like... I do kind of like to have that relationship with the bands or, or things like that, where it's like, oh, I, I like kind of like the underdog, you know? This is totally the underdog oh, show. And I think that it kind of even relates to the what the story in the story, you know, like... Yeah, everyone's Malcolm, kind of got a bad look. Are the underdogs going thing, against yeah. the big corporation guys, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and it is kind of neat. I think that's what people really people are attracted to, but I don't know. Just that's just my theory. I don't know if it would have been as popular. Like maybe it would have been like Nathan Fillion's other shows, which we we never watched, but they were on for all those years. It is pretty interesting, and I think too. So they did a funny thing with the marketing, where they they released it months ahead of time, and it wasn't even quite finished. It was like ninety percent finished, but there were still some visual effect shots that were being done. But they released it in cities that people that had high ratings for firefly they did it little by little they did it in like 10 cities and then they did it in 20 cities and they did it in 35 cities and at every one of these cities it was selling out because people were getting word of mouth was getting around yeah like the limited those limited theater releases those are cool to go to too those are fun yeah apparently they weren't even telling people that it was serenity they were just kind of just like oh there's a movie you might want to watch or whatever and they were kind of just, i don't know how they were marketing it but they were trying to keep keep That's it down like emo phillips with marketing it right there in your book with the yeah. voice you just didn't <laughs> know <laughs> there's a movie you might want, might want to see <laughs> but yeah it's kind of funny that it sold out all those screenings but then when it actually came out it did not do well at all but well you know what um I remember seeing the, the trailer for it in the summertime before it was released and not knowing it was tied to the show because I didn't, I had, had not watched the show at that point. And uh, I think that was a detriment to it. That, and the, and the trailer, I remember not being very good. <laughs> well, it's funny that like he called it this cause he wanted people to know it wasn't actually the show, but I mean, it is, I don't know. I, I didn't really, I don't really understand that. I guess, in a way, it's kind of a cool thing. He wanted to stand on its own, but it's definitely. And I wonder different. how much, I, like, you know, like Universal probably made that decision more than Joss Whedon. 
You know what I mean? Like that. No, the I, marketing. I don't think so. I would think they would uh, want to have it called Firefly. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah, they probably yeah. Crazy, call it man. call it Firefly Serenity. Or something. Yeah, I mean they can't even like do, I was like, like insisting at the top of the show. It sounded like me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Clay, you should work for Universal. Yeah, I used to. Then oh, that's right. Me. Yeah, I used to work for Universal, right? When you had that beagle. Yeah. Well, I think it. I mean, you can't even make Solo and not call it a Star Wars story. You know what I mean? Like, it, but that's it's almost like, and that's Star Wars. This is like yeah. A why show didn't? That why wasn't this? This didn't have a colon. This wasn't Serenity colon. A Firefly story. Well, maybe it, it should have been. been. I don't. Yeah, I yeah. think it should have. That's what I say. That's what me and the marketing team came up with. I mean, who knows? It doesn't. It won't. It wouldn't have mattered. But they also did another cool thing. Joss Whedon released these sort of short videos called Session Four Sixteen. Did anyone uh, read anything about this? No. Like Joss Whedon released these through just different websites and message boards and stuff. Just sort of. They starred River. They were called the River, the R Tam sessions. In fact, not River, but R Tam. Um, and it just was like sort of viral marketing, which is kind of cool in a way. Um, yeah, two thousand six. That's you know two thousand five. Uh, yeah, MySpace. Um, I guess you know it's like not really social media time. It's not. It's before Twitter. Right. Yeah, the good old days. Mm. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of, um, they're on the collector's edition DVD if you, if you have that or whatever. But, uh, Which I don't because I had to, uh, I just signed up for Star. I had it at one point. <laughs> I was out of work. I was like, I got to do something here. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's kind of neat if you, they're sort of River Tam's counseling sessions and Summer Glow was, was in them uh, and everything. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, different marketing on this movie. They they didn't just put out a bunch of you know posters and trailers. And did you it. think it's maybe a little bit too long after the show for them to put it out? You know, I, I don't, don't know. know. Firefly well, ends I mean, two thousand three. It's only two years after the show ended, so yeah, I don't think yeah. it was too long. I mean. If- it was now they're always putting movies like that ghostbusters movie was supposed to come out this year and that's like 30 (laughs) years after the last real ghostbusters movie uh you know right not the reboots ghostbusters yeah i don't think it was too long i think it just the show wasn't popular enough as it was yeah i think i think it had it has a very solid fan base it's just not the world's hugest fan base and it didn't and it didn't cross over to yeah that's too bad that it didn't cross over. Well, you know, it's all right. I mean, this, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't think we should talk about it. Like it's this tragic thing that there wasn't more or it didn't do better. I, I think mean, it's, I, it's, it's the perfect amount of something. It's just like, I, I don't want, I don't really want there to be a second season of HBO's Watchmen. It was the perfect amount of it. Like it was, this it, is it was what I've, I've learned in recent yeah, it's just you, maybe it's better you don't go back home sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, and, you know, we're talking about the X Files. They rebooted that on Netflix, and it stunk. I never watched <laughs> that. It's it stunk. It was just not this, good. And if they, yeah, it, I was just gonna say in this instance, I think you include Firefly and Serenity as just a piece, and not like them going back home. 
to this one. No, no, time. this is like, a yes. Th- but I'm saying is, like now, now, I now. Mean, you know, here, years later, fifteen years after the movie came out, and to to do a a, a revival now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think they're, it's. They're I just don't do think that. it's a good idea. Read the Dark Horse comics instead if you really want to get a fix. Which I want to do. Uh, Patton Oswalt wrote a couple of those. And uh, I I love his shit. So, hey, Firefly and Patton. Like, that's a good combination for me. I'm sure if I bought the hard copies, they'd be written too. Um, like, uh, it's just, this, it's a great story. And yeah, it's, it's one thing. Like, I think we learned this from Star Wars. That I'll even say whatever positive thing they said about any of the trilo- the most recent trilogy things. I, I overall, I don't think they needed to do it. You know, like no. the, more, the more space I get from right. um, Rise of Skywalker, but also from just Shitwalker, Force, or whatever you called it, <laughs> even Force, <laughs> even Force Awakens, which I, I have a, like a lot of fondness for. But even that, you know, I don't know why they had to do all that, you know? Yeah, we didn't really need it. I mean, clearly they were just trying to make some money off this property that they spent all this money. There was no story there. They didn't have us, but they had to come up, like, everything had been resolved in Return of the Jedi. And then you had to come up with, well, things really are pretty much the same after. It was, you know, Han and Leia, who you were rooting for all the whole time to get together, and now they're divorced, and really, the Empire didn't go anywhere. It comes back as the whatever. and First order. Yeah. <laughs> instead, like, of, instead of Trade Federations, it's like it's like a Kramer versus Kramer. It's like a divorce <laughs> settlement. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, an, uh, this is the right amount of Firefly, and if you brought it back, it would be disappointing. you know. And, yeah. But the, the very fact that they got a movie was really a victory yeah. in itself. And um, and I, it's a good movie. Let's just say that we haven't really even talked about the movie. No, that much. but I, there are two. There are two quotes that I I make from it often, and then one of them is that shiny. Let's be oh, three quotes. Let's be bad guys. That everybody into the vault, and uh, it'd be it sure be nice. If we had some grenades right about now. So <laughs> that is a good. No one knows what I'm talking about, but it's always like when I, someone forgets something. I usually say it to my wife, and I like if she forgets something, and then I'm like, dude, I got it. I even aped it in in Robin Hood when the, the Robin Hood number zero. He says, "No, we're not going to bring guns. We don't need guns." And then like they run afoul of the police, and the guy's like, "Sure, it'd be nice if we had some guns." <laughs> so I I I, awesome. I I I borrowed from Jossie on that one, but um, like structurally, I have I don't love Joss Whedon. He make like he makes no, some I, odd we, choices sometimes. We like, we were talking about this uh, off mic off air one night where i said joss whedon is not a, a plot guy he writes strong ca- characters. Uh, characters like i always felt like a, a little underwhelmed at the story of this movie but the characters are so strong that you overlook the uh the weaknesses in the storytelling and structurally it's really well done like if you examine movie making and movie writing and all that like it's really well well pretty well done as far as the drama and setting up like the whole idea of Wash dying was to set up the stakes that these guys aren't going to make it. And apparently it worked because those fans and those screenings were weeping uncontrollably. Some of them. Because but already like, one of the other main characters had died as well. They were right. the shepherd. Book had died as well. Yeah. yeah. So you're setting this all up to think, oh my God, they may not make it. Because they kind of know like there's not going to be any more sequels or anything. Season probably. Two. 
<laughs> and you're lucky to get this. So what if he just wiped them all out? Like it would be, you know. And then so when Simon gets shot near the end, like oh, it's like, oh my God, here it comes. This is like saving Private Ryan, where like we're they're all gonna get wiped out at the end. And uh, I mean it, you know, it didn't happen, but it was to set up the stakes. I mean, John Sweden does know writing. He like, but you're right, the plot. The thing, Mr. Universe bothered. That's the dumb. I I, I find that kind of dumb. They couldn't yeah, find I, a better way. What yeah. a dumb character. That's uh, how the, fem, the fembot. That's what I felt about. Yeah, yeah. that's what I felt about the Avengers movie that he wrote. And even he, he said that yeah, uh, them taking out the the control thing and then all the shatari or whatever, all just go and the, you know, right. It was weak. It's a weak. And I sort of felt like, oh, that's the big reveal of the movie. It's the Reavers. But it's kind of cool. I mean, I, yeah, it is kind of like the whole thing. But the idea is just that, like, the setup is that, oh, okay, like, they created the, like, the Alliance created the Reavers. And, like, this is Mal's way of getting back, like, you know, when he, and his, this is his sort of redemption almost when he says someone has to speak for these people. Like, that's his, because he's kind of a dick throughout a lot of the movie. Well, <laughs> but, he's, I think he's uh, in a, well, He's in a bad place mentally because he, right. his family was breaking up there. Anara is gone. Book is gone. Yeah. And book dies. And then, uh, you know, so right. he's, he was in a, a place where, you know, Anara was sort of a calming influence on him in a way. They yeah. Fought, but he, she, but she was like, that was, that, that's his true love. They never really come out. And yeah. Say it, but they, that was the, there was that uncomfortable, a whorehouse episode where like he banged like her friend. And then she saw it runs into him. She's like, it's fine. Everyone should have a release. It's okay. But she really goes yeah, into her room and starts crying. That's the episode she left. That was the episode she said, Oh, I'm 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 leaving. So that was yeah, that was um and then there was this there was a great scene, I think, in this movie between them after he picks her up, you know, and she's back in the ship and he's like he's like, you know. You want to tear me down? Do it inside your own mind. And she's like, "I don't want to tear you down." He's like, "Yeah, but you, you know, you spin me about." I'm all twisted up Mix over here. Up or yeah, yeah, she's like, says, "I wish like hell you was. I, I wish like hell you was elsewhere." And she says, "I was." You know, I don't know. I just I think that's a great scene. It's more intense than some of the fights they had in the show. You know what I mean? Like this is like he really is very angry at this point. I, I shouldn't say he was a dick, but he yeah. was very angry. You're right. He was in a bad place. You want but, them like, to get some loving going well yeah but you know, it's kind of good that they never did i mean on the show or on in the movie we don't know but she did decide yeah. to stay at the end so that, was nice. that would have been a whole yeah. se- season yeah. three arc you know what i mean would be them hooking up like i could see this the thing that's great about it is that i could see this expanded into the comics or like i could see that he did have a seven season plan for this if and this is all we get and that's fine i'm totally cool with that but i could see how you could like see different things with everybody because everybody's so strong and you know the relationships are really well, yeah, important it is kind of funny they they kept sort of hinting that shepherd book wasn't really a shepherd yeah. had this past that he had yeah. other things going on and they obviously never got to reveal it yeah like now, he could have been glass is also he passed away a couple years ago right yeah uh, recently yeah yeah I think they were maybe even saying that he like had something to do with the alliance and like turned his back on the alliance and the kind of kid as a shepherd, you know, the whole story. Yeah, like him. they never said, you know, they never said what it was. But yeah, they because even in the movie when Mal's like, 
you know, he gives him some intel and he's like, I'm never going to tell you how I know that, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah. Yeah, he's he like, gonna, you'll have to tell me that story sometime. He said, no, I don't. No, no I, I don't. don't. They, when they're like having their like dark. cigar over the, over the, you know, fucking campfire, it's like kind of tense between the two of them. They're having like a good conversation, but it was, wasn't all that nice. You know what I mean? It was like tense. Uh, the Firefly comic is Boom Studios, by the way. Oh, is it? Sorry. I think it may, I don't know that there's Dark Horse ones, but I I don't know if Boom's still has the license. I think somebody else put that up now. Yeah, they're putting they have a series going now, but it's all kind of like, you know, it's not like after the. I guess they did do one after. Most of it is like between the movie and the show and stuff like that, and they're kind of just filling in the gap. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. Joss Whedon, I think his brother actually wrote some of them at one point. I don't know, maybe not, but yeah, I mean. I think, though, you know, and I, I want it to just be over in a way. I'm glad I, I'm just going to make. All right, that's enough. I don't need any more yeah. Firefly. But fans are still clamoring for more. It's so strange. Yeah, no, but see, that's again, be careful what you wish for, because right. nothing is ever as good when it comes back. Yeah, it's like yeah. getting a large sub from um, North Except Dakota Galley. And you, you eat half of it for lunch, then you eat half of it later, and then you couldn't eat another half. You're ridiculous. You just yeah, it's the whole sub. Crazy. Yeah. You can't eat a, a it's sub like and eat a half. Like the whole thing for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, well, but it was part, a great of, movie. part of the thing. Yeah, I, I, I just let's say part of the thing with artists is they're always evolving and changing, and people should also be evolving and changing. And who you were when you produced that work. It's not who you are now when you're trying to go back and recreate that. And I think that's why things are disappointing, because you want it to be the way it was 18 years ago. You know, and yeah. it can't be like, like the, the, many... the storyteller, the creator is not the same person that they were then. And if they and if they were, they haven't grown as a person. So they've got different things to say and you may not relate to those things anymore. Yeah, and we I mean, live I in a time where like half of the media is just a rebooted something for, or like a, you know, a cameo appearance in in uh, Twenty One Jump Street. You know, like everything. Half of what they put out in front of us now is like some revisit, a reboot, yeah. a new cast, uh, a this or that. And that's, I mean, and that's fine because I probably like half of that stuff, but like that's still like a large percentage of the stuff that everybody's feeding us. Let's just leave this one alone. Give it some respect. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's, it's true. I mean, Joss Whedon, I think, like I said, I, I don't love all of his stuff, but I mean, he seems to have evolved a little bit. It's not as many shots of women's feet. He seemed to have a, yeah. a, some kind of well, weird that was foot fetish. The thing, that was the thing with the uh, uh, river or whatever. Uh, that yeah. like the, They said, he said that her feet were like the 10th uh, crew member <laughs> or whatever. So. Yeah. Right, she was the dancers. I know. She was a dancer. And she kicked ass in the action scenes in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good. Great. Good job casting that. We haven't even talked about uh, really the the main bad guy of the movie. Uh, no. Because nobody wants to say his name. Yeah. I'll say, <laughs> I think it's Chiwetel Ejiofor or something like that. But I'm pretty close. I'm going to go with that. That's but good. yeah, like. 
Baron Mordo, right? Talk about people who went on to great things after this. Yeah. He won an Oscar. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. And he also was uh, Mordo in Doctor Strange. Yeah, and I remember he was in the the movie adaptation of Kinky Boots. <laughs> he plays like a transvestite or something that opens like a shoe shop or something. I'm not even sure what it was about. <laughs> yeah, now, all right. look, now I've got to look it up. Kinky Boots. Kinky he's boot. been in a lot of things since this. Yeah. Uh, so he's had a pretty... I mean, when I saw it, I'm like, you're the guy that was married to um, Kira Knightley in Love Actually that you know, your friend wants to bang your wife. But uh, he's done a lot of things, including 12 Years a Slave, which, uh, you know, was oh, his big... I guess you uh, can know him for that. All right, This is too much work. I'm not going to look it up. But he was also in um, The Martian with Matt Damon. And he did Scar in the latest Lion King uh, live That's action, right. which That's was not that good. But at least he was, at least he was good in it. I'm not seeing kinky boots on his IMDb. Maybe I'm wrong then. <laughs> now, I'm gonna, now I've got to find it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying... Maybe, he, wrong, maybe I've got the wrong thing. <laughs> Anyways. There's a Broadway show, apparently. Oh, okay. So it's not going to show up in his yeah. IMDb. Yes, here it is. She, <laughs> she would, I can't say it. But yes, there is, a, there is a classic trailer if you just go on to uh, Google. All right. And it came out uh, oh, I do see it. Here it is. Kinky Boots, yeah. 2005. Yeah. Lola. You play in Lola. Yeah. Because I just remember coming across it on one of the movie channels. I'm like, that's the guy from Serenity. <laughs> Before he went on to, you know, all the other stuff that he did. Okay. I mean, this was. Oh, my God. He, he's yeah. such a cold, like, bastard in this. Like, like I really don't even care. You know, like yeah, he's no, like he's a, great. He's a really he doesn't good even villain. have a name. He's just called the operative. <laughs> yeah, weird. He is a little like mustache twirly at one at like a couple points where he's like, "I'm evil, man." I'm like, oh, don't say that. Like, I mean, <laughs> why would you do? Why would you say? Like, I am evil. Like, it's a little bit much. But I mean, overall, he's pretty good. He is cold. And I do like the way when he has he's that cold fight yet scene. warm at the same time because like he's oh, like yeah. this is a good death. It's an honorable death. Right. Everything's cool. Now I'm gonna be, you know. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's funny. I do like the fight scene that he and Mal have in like the training house when he's going to rescue uh, uh, yeah. Nara. Because like Mal is like he wraps the curtain around. And starts, it's like a hockey fight, and this guy's doing all these like cool moves, kicks and shit. And Mount is just like, bleh, 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 bleh. like just punching him in the face. It's pretty. It's pretty a great. Uh, it's a great choreographed scene, and like Mal is clearly outmatched, but he's you know he's trying. So I do like that, but uh, yeah, he's really good. He's really good in everything he's in, even Kinky Boots. I suspect, although I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm sure he was great. Oh uh, yeah. Hey. You can pull that that'll off. Be, that'll be the next episode. <laughs> kinky Boots. I like it. It's like Kinky Boots. It's like, there's no bad Kinky Boots. It's like pizza. You yeah, know? yeah. That's it's all like, good. I just like saying Kinky Boots. <laughs> they, uh, on uh, on uh, River's feet. There you kinky go. Feet. Just need yeah. some Kinky Boots on her feet. Kinky Boots on Kinky I uh I do uh, want to see... 
there's something I, I also want to point out. Uh, I, I want to find it, though, here on Wikipedia, because I want to read it. Um, it's very, While you find uh, that, uh, Thurston, okay, I, I did think that you were going to say that you thought the... I, I would suspect that you thought that the story was overall good, like in, in the arc of the movie. Like, the, as a, you always critique the writing, whether stuff is lazy or, or whatnot, but do you, do was I right? Do do you like this story and how they? Talk? Yeah, I like. This. I mean, there's a couple parts, like I said, that I don't. I don't like. I feel like there's a couple you know, parts I'm just like, oh, it's a little rough. But I mean, overall, I like the arc, and like I feel like this is like the Malcolm. If you you take the, the, the Malcolm sticking, story, the sticking yeah. dead bodies on the on the oh. on the ship and stuff. That's all. Yeah, that I mean stuff. that's. Gets that's a little, rough. Gets a little dark that's, there. Yeah, it's a little gross, right? But I mean, I think it's going some. You know, it's going somewhere. You have to get there, and sometimes it's hard. You know, sometimes you gotta. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. I did and like I, the zombie reapers. I thought that was all cool. I, I like the reapers as a a foil in this thing too. And uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool because they set it up in the show. You don't, you know, in the show know, they yeah, just set them up as this they cool never showed thing. them. In the show, yeah. right? I can't remember. I don't think no, they did. No, they didn't. They mentioned them. Yeah. yeah, these like crazy, evil, like rapist, murderer people that like eat you before Therapist. they kill you. Oh, you mean so, so? Like every politician in Washington? Am I right? <laughs> right? Yeah, baby. Uh, I'll take the rapist for a hundred, Alex. <laughs> That's therapist, Mr. Connery. But uh, yeah, no, and I'm <laughs> glad that they uh, were. They use those like so. If you were a fan of the show, you, you're like, oh, I finally get to see Reavers, and they are really messed up, and and you know, like, and but now we know why. You know, they were made that way. There's another great line when he says that a lot of like the operative says uh, a lot of innocent people are dying up there right now, and Mal says, you have no idea because the the Reavers were innocent people at one point that were just and that was actually a very Doctor Who thing. Like, oh, everybody on this planet. Except for ten percent of them, they just got lazy and died because all their mojo floated away. And but the other ten percent turned evil and they're fucking ripping their way through the galaxy. That is totally something you would see in Doctor Who, and I was, I'm here for it. As the kids are saying, I'm here for that. Kids, kids, are all right. Uh, so here's the thing I wanted to read. It's kind of off topic what we we're talking about now, but so Serenity was. Originally released on traditional film prints uh, because the original 2K digital intermediate scans were readily available. The film was chosen by Universal to test conversion to a digital cinema distribution master of the film and to test the workflow required to create a digital cinema package. So actually does have that's pretty significant now that movies are released digitally all the time, like solely digital. Uh, that certainly kind of like paved the way for that. It was the first film to fully conform to digital cinema uh, specifications. Wow. Yeah. That's a pretty big milestone there. So I read a lot of that from Wikipedia, I have to admit, because I would never remember it all that. My own. No. But, uh, yeah. It's a very uh, Hollywood. You were dropping some knowledge. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you used to work there or something. Well, I didn't work at Universal. but uh, I thought you worked at Universal with Peter Sellers. Sure. sure, and he was in RoboCop. Yeah, Peter Sells of RoboCop fame. 
<laughs> and after work, you go up to drinks with uh, the Columbia lady who holds the torch. And... Yeah. Right. And, and then we'd hang out, out and out of play course. pool with Pat Smear from the Foo Fighters. Oh, well, we did see him at a club. You mean yeah, the meat puppet? Huh? That's not a, That's not me being wrong. We actually did see yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one. See, that's the one bit of truth to the story. That lends credibility to the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think also it should be mentioned, um, film, it won some like, you know, a lot of side. it won a Hugo Award, um, Best Dramatic Presentation, Long Form in 2005. I mean, it's won, um, you know, a lot of these sci-fi awards and stuff. And also, like, some people say this is the best sci-fi movie ever, which I think is a bit... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm gonna. How about no? But yeah, <laughs> and it's, 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 it's pretty good, though. No. It's pretty good. I see. I see no, why people uh, say. Uh, no way. Dates that dates the podcast right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, but you know, I mean, it it did well for itself. I wouldn't say it's the best either. But yeah, it's it's really uh, it's got like a eighty something on Rotten Tomatoes, which eighty seven something like that. Yeah, and people really like it. I mean, uh, you know, for a movie that didn't make any money, literally, like, <laughs> yeah, it only made uh, uh, one one point four million more than it cost to make. Yeah, but it is still beloved. If we had conventions now, you would see still people in those Jane hats, those Jane hats yeah. from the show. Uh, all over the place. There's always a Mal. There's always. Somebody yeah. shiny with their fucking umbrella and shit. Every everyone. Oh, yeah, every I mean, I've got, I always go as wash because all I have to do is put on a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, there you go. Easy to be. It's, that's I think that's the thing that the costumes. And I'm like, easy. and I see you, and I'm like, hey cosplay. chuckles, <laughs> hey chuckles from GI Joe. I would like to point out that uh, Wash and Zoe's uh, marriage was one of the things Fox executives had an issue with. Yeah, and, uh, and it was one of the things Joss Whedon sure. pushed back on a lot, too. He said they're not yeah. bringing up. And, uh, and I'm glad he did, because I liked their relationship. You know, yeah, I'm glad yeah. that they were a married couple that got along and liked each, each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that great episode. One of my favorite yeah. episodes. I'd have sex with either one of those. Oh. If I was a lady, I'd get with Bosch. If I was a man, I'd, well, I am a man, but if I, I would get with Zoe, you know? They're, they're both beautiful people in their Absolutely. own way. There was my favorite episode, maybe, of the show was when like Wash insisted on going on the job with Mal because he's like, You're endangering my wife all the time. And I like, it's not that was a great one. And like, they go and they get captured, and and Zoe goes to like bargain for their lives, and the guy's. Like which one? And he, she immediately picks Wash, obviously, because that's your husband. You know, yeah. like it's. Yeah. I, I mean, that is my. But favorite the best part about that was uh, was the dialogue between the two of them when they're just in the prison cell together and fighting, yeah. and like all the that was like really good, like Joss Whedon dialogue. You know, like that, that was like what why I like you know shows like Buffy and stuff. Like he has like good little tangents. It's almost like a Bendisy thing. It's like a Bendisy. Just nice dialogue that like it sounds real, you know. Yeah, I I think that is that's why I like that episode. Yeah, there's the great dialogue, the 
great character moments, everything. That's what the show was about. Not all the episodes were quite that good, like I said. Yeah, that's what I I said. It was like taking my medicine, like a couple. It was, but there was only fourteen episodes, and let's say I didn't like two or three of them. I still liked most right. of it. <laughs> they had a pretty good. They had a pretty good batting average. Um, I would say Christina Hendricks. She was in it. Oh, that's right, Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Boom! I didn't even recognize it. You know. Yeah. It's a lot different, but uh, yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it was a good show. So uh, yeah, but uh, had it gone on, I wonder what you know what I mean. Would, would you're really harped still... on that? Huh? All right, I wish it went yeah. on for six seasons. I think if it had gone on for two more seasons, it would have been fine. After that, maybe who knows? Yeah, I mean, every I show has a shelf life, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's Serenity. Do we have any? Uh, I think I covered just about everything I had to, uh, had, had to I wanted to mention, I guess. But uh, does anyone have anything else? Uh, First time watcher of the whole thing within this summer quarantine. You know, I'm glad I got a podcast out of it. But genuinely, I'm I'm glad to be to know why everybody was going on about it for so long. I'm, I come to stuff really late sometimes, even though I'm like pretty enthusiastic about things. This thing I genuinely did like. And I avoided it forever. I don't know. Just sometimes I avoid it. Maybe it's like those people drama talking about. Like people said, yeah, you got to watch this. Giving you a DVD set, you would have been like, no, no way. I would have been, no, I have to get up and put this in the DVD player. No, thank you. I don't even so have a DVD to buy digital whatever. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, I, I think we're all, we all do that. And I, I'm, gl- I'm glad you finally watched it as well. But uh, yeah, I think if someone is, Keeps telling me you gotta watch it. You gotta watch this. It makes me less inclined to watch. Yeah. It. I mean, I've only but, seen Goonies like within the last couple of. You years. know what? I only saw <laughs> Goonies five years ago, and I realized why I, did, I hate that movie. I don't like okay, it, and good. I feel bad saying that because it's beloved by our generation. But I, it didn't speak to me the way it spoke to other people our age. I think I want to keep that. I don't even want to watch Goonies again because I think I will. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't like it. it on TV over the years. I just don't want to. I'm like, oh, no, I just want to preserve it in ice like like Captain yeah. America. Just, just yeah. keep that movie frozen in time well, from that, when I was a kid. Now that like. Drive in theaters are all the rage. They keep playing Goonies like everywhere. Goonies oh, like Back yeah. to the Future. Uh, yeah, all the E.T. Yeah. Jurassic Park are also big in drive ins around here. Yeah, yeah. I saw last summer. I saw Jurassic Park. And Jurassic World, the double feature, double feature to drive in before quarantine even. Oh wow! Not that. Jurassic but World yeah, I mean, is great. I think if you you know you could still watch Firefly uh, and Serenity as, as I watch Serenity today and still enjoy it. It's not like like when we were kids. I've got a Malcolm Reynolds figure uh, from from that time, and uh, and my friend Tom gave me a uh, Serenity. It was like an ornament. But it's a large ornament, so you just take the little screw thing out that you'd hang it on a uh, on the on you know the little hook on, and uh, it looks hook. it's just like a little replica of the of uh, ceramic. Oh well, that is something I will say. I do like the ship design too. Like that's just something I like. It's it's, to look it's a it's it's a weird design, but I like yeah the fact yeah, that it looks like, like it. 
Yeah, it doesn't look like a chip. And I, one of these videos, because there's, you've kind of started me off on watching a bunch of YouTube videos, but I think they like snuck oh, it. it. No, I, it was a good thing because I wanted to catch up uh, just like you did too. But like, I they showed somewhere like it's in the the ship is in the background of Battlestar Galactica miniseries. Like they like that snuck it in there. Sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. I think time is a flat you know, circle, you guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, but I think you know structurally it's well done. It's different. It's 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 fun movie. It's and, less than twenty hours of binging if you want something to do in the quarantine, man. I, I would say it's like near perfect. If you, if you <laughs> yeah, like this kind of thing, it's, it's like a quarantine. It's good quarantine content. Because then you'd be done with it. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad about right. catching I, up on seven seasons. Hulu. Um, I know that. It's a series is on Hulu. Uh, so if, it is. If you're, if you're looking for digital that's whatevers. How, that's how we watched it, was on Hulu. There you go. And, uh, you know, the movie is. You know, it's a three ninety nine rental or free if you sign up for the star seven day trial, which I yeah. did. Yeah, I did too. And I was like, I think I've seen a couple other things on there too. But I don't yeah, need I to hold on to it. And that's stars. Eight ninety nine a month. Oof. But anyways, uh <laughs> I think that's all we got. Yeah. Thanks. Uh right. Is that anybody else? Yeah, I think we're uh, good. Uh, I just like to just say one last thing. Uh I like the score of the film. I like the main theme. Better than the TV show theme. I did not. It's never a fan of that. Uh, uh, Joss Whedon wrote that. Well, well, you know what? It wasn't a theme. Uh, wasn't a fan. I, and like, Stacy uh, hates it. Whatever. She hates it so Don't much. Write music, Josh. Just Thomas write Newman. Just write think? scripts. Yeah. It does tell a yeah. story. Maybe they could have had like, like Stan Lee wrote the lyrics. They, Defenders of the Earth. <laughs> they could have had other music yes. and then just had that the lyrics scroll by so you could read it. But it's not a good song. That's yeah. So that's what I have to say. I like the the, the score. I liked. Uh, I don't feel as strongly as Dirksen does about the the structure of the film. I sort of like more the characters. And uh, yeah. you know, I, it, it, uh, I, then I turned Dirksen onto the movie. So there you go. Now that's how we're able to talk about. It. That's so, right. I was. Uh, that was but that was good. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. And so say we all. So oh, say we all. Mix it, mix it. <laughs> yes. Well, no, no. There was a cameo. Ship cameo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So they're in the same universe accounts. Shiny. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, sign up at leaguepodcast.com. Go to thingsfromanotherworld.com. Uh, um, and we're still really... affiliated with them, right? Like, for like a lot. Like they, still, uh, yeah. they still owe us like 15 bucks, though. I probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can buy comics from them from our our picks of the week and and in our. That's right. Yeah. Still right. thanks for our show note. Do you get a? Well, we would get a kickback from that. Yeah, we do want to buy the comics. You can go buy some. Uh, some it's affiliate marketing, just like mar- merchandising. It's affiliate marketing. <laughs> the short merchandise. You can also buy John's shiny T-shirt uh, on tpublic.com slash jhunt, right? Yeah, uh, jhunt5440. That's right. You go, go over there. John has a shiny T-shirt. 
Yeah. slash shop. You can link right over there. Not for that particular shirt right now. We'll probably get it up there. Uh, yeah, I'll put up a little. I'll put up a little link. But just in case you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or whatever, which you probably are, because who goes to a website to listen to a podcast? No, no one. That's who. No one. Especially this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you chumps later. Adios, assholes. Okay. Oh no! What you should have said is Sayonara. Take an extra 25% off top active brands, including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family, $48.75 and under. And save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive up. And get even more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. 25% off Under Armour ends August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.